I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Hey everybody, Mark Peterson here. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey Within podcast. I'm on the road filming again this week, but Aaron Blysey's filling in for me, and he's going to sit down with Travis Baker from Worldwide Trophy Adventures, and they're going to cover the top five most popular fishing destinations. Got to check this one out. It's going to be an awesome one. All right, we are back for another episode of the Journey Within podcast, and again, Aaron Blysey here hosting the podcast for Mark, and today I have... Travis Baker on with me, and we're going to be talking about the top five most popular WTA fishing destinations today. So, Travis, thank you for coming yep, on today, man. You bet, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I want to get into this a little bit. I'm not a big fisherman. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, <laughs> I, I really like the, 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 I don't know what you'd call it, the romantic side of it. Yep. Like, I feel like there's this romanticy whatever that might be to you fishing you, you know bet. what i mean yep no fish are found in beautiful places and yes. there's a lot of places to go to catch them so yeah so i guess before <clears> we get into that give me who travis baker is where'd you come from yep what'd you do how'd you get here you bet yeah kind of a crazy story so i you know i i've been it's kind of a joke i've been at this for uh this is my fourth decade holy in, crap in the business you know you think i'm 100 years old but um <laughs> so <clears throat> originally from pennsylvania yep. um and uh, got a gig back in uh, in the late '90s, kind of uh, halfway through my college uh, career. Um, started started working for um, uh, really a competitor of ours uh, that handled uh, real high end fly fishing trips, bird hunting, and um, just started working with them. And uh, you know, as I finished college, and um, you know, after I finished school. Um, got into a sales gig with them, worked there for about six years. And then, um, you know, it was kind of, uh, got to do a lot of cool stuff with them, obviously, see some incredible places. And um, that's where I got my feet wet in the business and kind of got headhunted by Cabela's, to be honest with you, which was which was awesome and, and moved out to, to Nebraska here um, in 2005 and started working for Cabela's, worked there for 10 years, and then, you know, made the transition over to WTA in, uh, at the end of 2015. Wow. So you've been here in Nebraska for, I mean, yep, 17, 18 years now. Wow. Yep. Been in the business for, you know, 20 years. And, um, yeah, I've, I, I've loved every minute of it and, uh, love working with the customers. You sure. know, you know, we live vicariously through them and, um, setting up their dreams. And it's pretty cool because, you know, we're fortunate enough to, to go to these places ahead of time and experience it firsthand and, and, you know, that way we can kind of talk the talk and walk the walk. Yeah. So you've you've uh, you've been on some epic hunts, man. I'll tell you, you've been all over the world. I feel like I, I look at some of your pictures. I'm like, I envy you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, it's it, it's 
perfect for a guy like yourself. I mean, and all the consultants here, it's like yep. you want to live and breathe this stuff, yep. you know, and to give yep. the client, and I, I said it with Eric and I said it with Jason, like you want to give the client the best opportunity to have the best experience. So mm-hmm. the more information you have, the better, you know? Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've, you know, I've been to 15, 16 countries, uh, hunting and fishing and, wow. and multiple continents now. And, and when you ask me my my favorite place, I, I was mean, going to. <laughs> I mean, I you know that's the tough one to answer I because know. they're all so different, yeah. and and it kind of breaks up the monotony. Yeah. And uh, but no, I've loved every minute of it. That's awesome, man. So yeah. you've been you've been in doing the fishing stuff for a long time too, since the '90s, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since yeah, yep. Since uh, since '99 when I got into it, like I said, that was kind of my main gig. Um, with the previous company and, and it was the main reason why Cabela's hired me. Okay. And, um, you know, with Cabela's and now WTA, I mean, our core business is, is big game hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just kind of the Cabela's brand. And now the WTA brand is it's big game hunting and, and it's North America, big game hunting. Yeah. Um, you know, but a big business uh, is, is still the fishing huge i mean there's a ton of anglers out there you know what i mean and so let's get into that a little bit i mean first and foremost i mean the question that everybody's probably wanting to hear is what are those you know the five most popular fishing destinations yeah you know and it gets back to that big game hunter mentality of our customers so you know they they want to go and hunt big things and they when and when they go fishing they want to go catch big things so it's going to alaska for halibut it's going to Central America from Marlin and sailfish and, um, you know, so, and, and Brazil, the peacock bass fishing mm, is super yep. popular and, and we offer all that. I mean, you know, if you can't find it in our catalog or on our website, it doesn't exist because, you know, we're a very diversified company and, and, you know, we try to cater to everyone and offer Offer a little bit of everything, you know, to everyone. Yeah. What would you say you personally, your favorite would be like, what's your favorite? Man, it's tough to beat Brazil. Really? Yeah, the peacock bass fishing in Brazil is just an incredible experience. Tell me about it a little bit, like with the bass there. And you know, I'm I'm very novice when it comes to fishing. So give me like from ground zero up. Like what is what is it like? You know, it's just um, you know, you're you're fishing in a place that is rarely, you know, that has rarely been fished, yeah. and. Um, you know, there's a lot of fish that are pound for pound. They're probably about the hardest fighting freshwater species there is. And they just, you know, whether you're spin fishing or fly fishing, I mean, they just attack your lure, your fly, and it's just the fight is on. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, it's a beautiful place in the middle of the rainforest. And, um, you know, it's a cultural experience is, is what I tell clients. It's not just the fishing, but it's going there and seeing how... You know, these people, you know, live off the land and, and live, you know, off the river. And it's just something that if you're able to do it, everyone should experience it. What What is, um, you talk about the culture aspect of it, you know, what did they do, you know, as them, I say they, the people that live there and grow up there, mm-hmm. how do they see it? You know, that culture aspect, how do they see the, the peacock bass there? Is it like we do here? You know, like looking at Brazil, is it like, man, this is a beautiful place. Do they see it that way? Uh, you know, in a way, they probably take it for granted. You know, I, yeah. it, it, it's just something that, to, that they're know? used to. But they see how valuable 
you know, and, and what that fish and, and the fishing and the camps, you know, bring to their economy and how it supports everyone. So it's, it's pretty cool to go there and, and experience that and, yeah. and, and meet those people. And I mean, they're just, it's wonderful. Yeah. What's a trip look like? What's a trip like that look like as far as, you know, travel, getting there? Um, yeah. I mean, nothing's easy. You no. know, it, it takes a couple of days. It takes at least a full day. So getting to Brazil, it's, you know, fly to Atlanta and then, you know, it's a seven hour flight roughly down to Brazil. Our outfitters, like most places, I mean, it's turnkey. All of our trips are turnkey. They, they meet you there at the local airport get you checked into a local um, hotel and then the next day it's about an hour charter flight down to the river and whether you're staying on one of our big uh, yacht based trips where you stay on a big boat or going to one of our what they call the floating camps where you know, they have these cool cabins that are built on on pontoons oh, wow. and and they move them, you know, throughout the week up and down the river. So you're always fishing fresh water and, awesome. and you're, you're seeing, you know, pretty much the entire river. So, so you're in the water the whole time you're there. Yep. Yep. You're staying right on the water, whether you're in these cabins or staying on the big yacht. And then, um, and if you're staying on the big yacht, you know, they tow skiffs behind it. So every day you're, you know, you're hopping in the skiffs and, and you're fishing fresh water every day. It's pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, what would be for you like the next trip in line? What would be like the next like, man, that's a good one too. You know, I love to saltwater fish. Okay. And probably sailfish. You know, it's tough to beat a place like Guatemala, which is they call it the sailfish capital of the world and rightfully so i mean really nothing compares to going down there and you know there's just so many sailfish man it's mm -hmm. it's incredible i mean a slow i remember the first time i went down there and it was kind of the tail end of the peak season it was you know late april early may and i went down there to check out a couple new lodges that we were going to work with and so i was there by myself you know, and you got a captain, two mates, you know, you're fishing on a whatever, 37 to 40 foot boat, you know, so I was the only angler on the boat. And by <laughs> like 11 or 12 in the morning, I mean, by 11 in the morning, I had personally released, I think, 20 sailfish. Holy cow. And, it, and I was like, guys, I'm taking a nap. Right. So I'm, gonna, tired, I'm right? going to, the, I'm going <laughs> in the cabin, you know, air conditioned cabin and just going to crack a beer and, and relax. And, you know, but a place like that, that has the sheer number of sailfish, it's just nothing can compare to it. Hey guys, are you into keeping your whitetail herd healthy and strong? Go check out Buck Bourbon and their full line of mineral and attractants. Personally, my favorite is 110 proof because I've had some great memories and great deer taken over top of it in the state of Kentucky. Born from bourbon, field tested, wildlife approved. Check them out at buckbourbon.com. Hey everybody, I've been partnered and working with Bass Pro and Cabela's now for a long time. They're your one-stop shop for anything outdoors. Personally, I use them for all my camping and backpack needs for all my backcountry trips. Make sure to check them out at basspro.com or cabelas.com. Leopold offers the best optics in the game, bar none. I personally have their Santium binos and never go to the field without their Pro Guide spotting scope. I've got a Mark V on all my rifles, and also don't forget they've got some awesome eyewear as well. For more information, visit leopold.com. 
so explain to me sail fishing because I've heard it can be very difficult too, right? Like, well, I mean, it just again, it depends on where you go. You got to go to the right places, sure. you know, and and that's why you call the experts. But um, you know, you get down there, and I mean, everything is turnkey, and they've got everything rigged and ready, and and you know, they know how to, you know, they know how to catch these fish. Yep, and and you really, you're just. It can be nonstop. So going down there with a group of buddies, three or four of you, is really the way to go. And you'll have double, triple hookups. I mean, no kidding. Yeah. So it's just it's incredible. So when you book like a like a fishing trip like that, what what are some necessities where you'd be like, okay, the these are the things you need to bring. You know, maybe maybe not a pole, but like these. Like, what are some things that you need to to take into consideration? You know, it all the gears provided you know at at most of these places so especially you know when it comes to the big game type of fishing so you don't need to go out there and buy expensive gear or anything but um really just your personal belongings you know the clothing um you know and you can pack light i mean you can carry on you know you don't have to pack a bunch of gear i mean most of these lodges will have laundry and they'll they'll do it all for you so it's it really is it's pretty simple it's a pretty simple deal yeah. And how long of a, a trip does that usually last when you're on the water actually fishing? It's a full day. Yeah. I mean, you're you're on the water eight hours, roughly eight, nine hours. I mean, you're up early, have breakfast at the lodge. They take you down to the marina. The captains are there ready. You hop on the boat and boom, you're off, you know, and okay. you may have to run, you know, 20 minutes. You may run an hour. It just mm-hmm. depends on where they've been catching the fish, but you're on the water all day. Yep. And is that yep. like a three or four day trip? You know, it, good question. I mean, we can customize anything that you want. Um, you know, most of these trips are three, four days. You okay. know, you can go for a week, you can go for a long weekend. That's the beauty of it. But I would think after like three or four days of sailfish, oh, you're, you're probably spent, aren't you're you? You're beat, you're beat, <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean, you're wore out. Yeah. Your muscles are just, yeah. I mean, you get back to the lodge, you know, in the evening and, you know, you hop in the pool, have a couple of cold beers, a nice and meal, <laughs> and you're in bed by like nine o'clock. <laughs> Yep, and then do it all over again. That's fun. Yeah. Sore arms, probably. Yep. Oh, geez. Yep. Good Absolutely. food, too. How's the food yeah, on these food, trips? Food's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they they really take care of you. Yeah. Yep. You get back to the lodge, they got cold, you know, daiquiris and a cold oh, yeah. beer waiting for you <laughs> and hors d'oeuvres and nice supper. And, oh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, they roll out the red carpet. So what would be transitioning from number two? What would be your third choice? Oh, geez. My third choice would probably be, you know, just probably heading up north, you know, up, up to Canada, you know, and just doing doing a fly-in, you know, just if it's walleye or, or big northern pike, you know. That's I mean, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's what kind of like what we all grew up doing as yeah. a kid, going up there as a family and and you know there, there's nothing like it you know it schools out in the summertime it's a great time to you know take the kids up there and you know we've got some really great lodges and i mean you'll just catch you know walleye just non-stop have an awesome shore lunch or if you want to go a little further north up to where the big boys are that would be for you know the northern pike and um yeah i mean catching you know f- those 40 inch plus pike it's uh 
it's it's fun. Yeah, it's it's, and it's shore tough lunch, to beat. Man, yep, I'll tell you, that is know. like you know, and like I said, I'm I'm a very novice fisher, but fisherman. But when we go up to the you know up to Canada or whatever, like that is like I look forward to going sit on a boat mm-hmm. and on on water that a lot of people don't go on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can see you might see a moose or you might see a bear or something, but you're just out there. You might take a Bluetooth speaker with you, and you, you're just <laughs> You're just casting and, mm-hmm. and then to fight one of these big northerns. Yep. And then, you know, shore lunch and the sun is just beating down. It sounds miserable, but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd, I'd, I'd totally agree with you on that. So walleye and then is uh, like lake trout at that same yeah, time as yeah. well? It kind of just depends on where you go. You know, yeah. the further north you go, you'll get into those big lake trout along with um, the pike and even uh, some Arctic grayling if you're far enough north. So, you know. That's another cool thing about the Canadian trips. It's it's a kind of a mixed bag type sure. of, type of fishery. So it's mm-hmm. not just catching you know the same looking walleye every cast. I mean you know you can you know get your fill of walleye and then maybe go chase some smallmouth or you know perch or you know like if you're further north the pike and the lake trout and um, you know so there's uh, there's a variety up there which mm-hmm. is cool which yeah. is really cool and, and a great value. A hundred percent. And you can also couple that with like a bear hunt too, yep. if you, you wanted could, to. You could. You yep. Know? Absolutely. Yep. We've got a couple of outfitters up there that, you know, do the fall, um, you know, bear hunt and, and fishing combo. You bet. Yeah. The, the flying is fun. Spring. Yep. Yeah. The flying's fun getting on a float plane and yep. landing <laughs> on the water. It's, it's pretty crazy at the, like the first time I, you know, landed on a float plane, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And then it's like really soft landing. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. Yep. So very cool. So what's number four? Keeping going on the list here. Number four. So what we've covered, we got uh, peacock bass we, in Brazil. We got yep. sailfish yep. up north flying. Yep. What we got for four? You know, number four, um, it's tough to beat Alaska. Mm-hmm. Tough, really tough to beat Alaska. I mean, if you're a fisherman, you owe it to yourself to go to Alaska. So, um, you know, whether it's uh, saltwater fishing for great big halibut, you know, and salmon, oh, yeah. or you know, going more interior and, and fishing the rivers, um, you know, for the for the great big rainbows up there, and and the dollies and the grayling and and the salmon as well. Um, yeah, Alaska is uh, is is pretty special, pretty special. Yeah, it never lets you down, man. It's no. incredible. I've been up there probably a dozen times now, and um, several times fishing, and uh, it, it never gets old. Yeah, you just got back from a big float trip, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. We did. We took a there was there were eight of us. I took seven clients up there, and um, it was all their first time fishing and they wanted, they wanted, Ever? well, fishing in Alaska, okay, fishing okay. in Alaska and, uh, and they wanted an experience. So I recommended we, we kind of do the real Alaska, if you will. And, uh, we floated an entire river from start to finish with, uh, wow. I had a guide crew up there that, um, I knew did a great job and, and they knew this river really well. And I mean, it was it was a life changer. I mean, just to experience really? something like that, and to see a river from start to finish, and and I kind of handpicked the the last week of July because there were going to be a bunch of different fish in the river. I mean, mm-hmm. we we actually timed it perfect where we caught all five species of uh, Pacific salmon. Wow. Yep. And um, 
and then the big rainbows, dollies, grailing, and we camped every night. These guys that we hired, I mean, they set up camp, they broke it down, they just worked their tail off, and and, and we just had to fish, and it was awesome. Jeez. So <laughs> yeah. how, how many miles did you guys float? We floated almost 90 miles. Yeah, we took a float wow. plane into a remote lake, kind of up in the mountains where, uh, where the river started, and... Um, it was pretty cool to see the river change over the course of 90 miles. You know, we started out at like 6,000 feet and it was a pretty small river. And by, you know, day eight, we were almost down to tidewater to where the river empties into the Bering Sea. And wow. Yep. And it, it, it picks up a bunch of tributaries. So it gets, it's a pretty big river by then. Um, and then you're just down into the kind of the tundra and the flat stuff. And, uh, so to see it change over the course of, of eight days and all the wildlife and just the different variety of fish we caught, it was just, it was incredible. These guys, these customers just loved it. It was the best thing they've ever experienced. Really? That's yeah. what I was going to ask. Yeah. Like, well, how was their experience? Yeah, it, it was incredible. I mean, every day just to watch these guys, you know, I fished with, with a different customer every day and, uh, and I mean, they just said it was the best thing they've ever experienced. And there was a father and son and um, two brothers and just the, you know, watching them bond and the camaraderie. And you could tell they don't get to see each other that much anymore. So there's nothing that brings you together like Mm -hmm. the outdoors, you know, whether it's hunting or fishing. So to see that was just, it was, it's what makes your job, my job fun. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan, for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. I know. It's not even work then, right? (laughs) You know, you're out there just floating down a river for eight days. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was awesome. Yeah, Yeah. it was incredible. That's really cool. And, you know, just to see the joy and the experience on the the client's face and, you know, it's like, man, you guys get to experience this and I'll bet you they're going to probably do another one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep, definitely. That's really cool. 
So moving along here, number five. You know, gosh, number five, I would say personally, and it kind of gets back to what I grew up doing is, is just going out West and doing a, doing a fly fishing trip to Montana or Wyoming and, um, you know, floating those rivers and, you know, catching big, uh, rainbows and browns. And, you know, it's, 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 like I said, I, I grew up doing it. I grew up doing it back East in Pennsylvania where I'm from, but, um, you know, I've been going out West on a, on a annual basis for the last 20 years and, and there's still nothing like it and it's close to home and it's something that you can do over a long weekend. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's just nothing like it. We've got mm. a handful of great lodges out there that we work with and super nice places to stay. And, you know, you'll float two or three different rivers over the course of a trip. Um, and if you're just getting into fly fishing, it's there's no better place to learn because okay. it's, it's, you know, pretty reasonably priced trip. The guides are great, and they're used to taking novices. They would prefer to take a novice fisherman rather than someone who thinks they know everything. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, and it's just a great place to get your, uh, you know, get introduced to the sport. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a easy one for travel, too. You know what I mean? It like, is, if you're yeah. from the States and... Yep. Traveling out there is not really that yep. difficult. Yep, most uh, direct flights. I mean, a lot, a lot of places you can just drive there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a state or two away, it's not that big of a deal, and just you know, hop in your vehicle and go. So, yep. So, talking about somebody that might want to go on a fishing trip, when they call you, what does that process look like? Where they start offloading information to you? Like, yeah. what does it look like? You know, a lot of times they have an idea of what they want to do or what they think they want to do. They're looking at our website. They might be looking at a specific trip that really just, for whatever reason, catches their eye. So they'll call us up. Um, you know, I'll talk to them. You know, just kind of get an idea of when they want to go, you know, how many people in their party, and, um, you know, just kind of narrow things down and give them my best recommendation. And, um, you know, it's usually the right one. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you've been doing it yeah. since the nineties. So yeah. it's like, you've yeah. been a lot of places, man. <laughs> yeah. You hear a lot of things. You got a lot of knowledge. So I would be yeah. calling you first and foremost, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, I mean, I, I kind of lost train of thought here, but, oh, what I was going to say is, is there a species that you hear more often than not that guys are like calling they're like, Hey man, I want to go do this or i really like is there that species where it's like really sought after right now you know it really just depends on on the season and the time of year um you know getting back to you know the peacock bass is something that you know everyone wants to do um, the sailfish saltwater fishing is super popular especially with fly fishermen right now so like bone fishing in the Bahamas or Belize or Mexico, the tarpon fishing in the Caribbean or Costa Rica is, is super popular. And it's kind of a bucket list fish. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a bucket list fish. But what about the tiger fish down in, that's a big one the, coming out of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah, the tiger fish in Africa. So that would be in Africa. Yep. Yep. And and, and we do have one, uh, an outfitter that we work with in Tanzania on, you know, which is probably some of the best tiger fishing anywhere. So um, 
again, it's a bucket list fish. It's a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely worth it. Yeah. Definitely. Have worth you done it. that one yet? I, I haven't done no. it. No, I gotta, it's on my list though. <laughs> I was talking to Tim Harold about it. Tim's going to do it. Yeah. He's going to do it. I was supposed to be going with him. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, Justin's going to go now and I'm going to go with Mark to Saskatchewan. Cause I, okay. I kind of want to chase, you know, big white tails. Big white tails. Some tiger yeah. Fish. Yeah. But, uh, I was talking to Tim about it and he's like, man, he's like, this is like the most sought after place to go for these yeah. tiger fish. Yeah. I can't wait to hear how he does, man. I know. I know he's going to kill it. Yeah. These these fish are huge. They giant are giant fish. And giant got, fish. Giant teeth. Oh, yeah. Giant <laughs> teeth. They almost look like a prehistoric creature. You they know do. What I mean? They do. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I'm excited for Tim. That'll be awesome. From your experience, you know, from your eyes and everything right now, how is the fishing community? Is it growing right now? Is it like? Is it ever evolving? Like, what does it look like? Yeah, I mean, it, it is growing. Um, you know, in, in my opinion, it's uh, it's definitely growing. It's something the family does. Mm-hmm. You know, you get your kids involved with it and get them hooked. And then as they get older, um, you know, they want they want to keep doing these trips and then you know get their kids involved someday. So, yeah, again, it's something that everyone does. Everyone goes fishing. Yeah, you know, it just it's just how it is. Yep, I I agree with that. It's like something like you said, like we back at. At, in our hometown we do or i think it's like a state thing but they do a free fishing weekend where mm-hmm. it's like to get your kids involved yep, we do that here like in sydney that. you yeah. bet so yeah that's really cool to to get and you know i've got a young daughter and she i want to get her into fishing because it's something you go do in the summer it's warm out yep. get her on a boat and just yep. kind of bait a hook and just like yep. hey yeah. you know pull a fishing yeah you know exactly so yeah. i definitely see that how many uh fishing trips do you guys roughly book a year Oh boy. Put I you mean, on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right off. I mean, a lot. A lot. Yeah. That's about the best answer I can give. Really? I can give you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just uh like I said, I mean, we offer just about everything under the sun when it comes to hunting and fishing and um you know, no matter what the season is, we've mm-hmm. always got uh you know, something something we can plan for you. So hypothetically if if a person's going to call you and really wants to you know they they just say they you know they want a good experience um not really don't really care what species or whatnot they just they're all about the experience where would you direct them and how would that conversation go yeah i mean if they really don't know where they want to go or what they want to do um you know i i would recommend something that if they're bringing the family this is let's just say it's a family yeah sure they're they're bringing i mean i'd obviously recommend something um with a lot of variety that has nice lodging and that maybe you know has other activities to you know to do um besides the fishing you know because the you know the sister or mom or dad or whoever may not, I mean, they may not want to fish for four or five days or they may not want to fish every day. Mm -hmm. So we've got a couple of cool places in, you know, Alaska or Costa Rica that, um, or in the States here in the lower 48 that, I mean, they have other activities um, already, you know, arranged and that you can plan while staying at the same lodge. So, you know, maybe you can, you know, fish for, you know, one day, take the next day off, fish the next day and, and really make it a, 
you know, a fishing vacation. Yeah. So. And that's one thing you definitely don't want to do is like burn your kids out if yeah. it's, or a wife, if, yeah. you know, it's just, you're, you're having, you know, selfishly, I'd be having a lot of fun because that's be something and the kids are probably doing it, you mm-hmm. know, that you want to be there. So don't burn them out. Definitely. I like that answer of just a variety of uh, things mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Very cool. Is there anything I missed, man? I'm, I'm, I'm uh, trying to think of something that, you know, these these trips are like. I look at the website and everything, and these pictures and stuff like that. Like, you've 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 caught some crazy fish and some crazy. Like, I'm looking at one of your sailfish right now. I'm like, that thing is yeah. huge. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell me this. What was you know one of your best fishing stories? Give me that. Oh gosh, man. I mean, that's that's a tough one. I mean, it would probably be. You know, speaking of that sailfish, I mean, I think that was probably in uh, on one of the trips down to Guatemala was, um, you know, where I actually got tired of fishing because really? the fishing was so good. And, wow. uh, you know, it was just nonstop action all morning. And, uh, I, you know, I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. You know, <laughs> I, I, if I would have had, you know, two or three buddies with me, we could have taken turns. But I was like, look, I actually let the mates fish finish fishing i'm like guys you've done a great job for me and uh i'm gonna go have a cerveza and just (laughs) kick back in the ac for for the rest of the day so it was actually when i got tired of fishing that was probably my best fishing trip that's crazy how big (laughs) is a sailfish i mean i can see the picture but like what's a good sailfish they're 80 to you know 90 100 pounds roughly it depends on where you go Mm -hmm. you know but um they're they're big fish they're big enough I was gonna, and they <laughs> yeah. probably fight and they fight do. and they, fight. They jump, they tail walk, and they light up. You know, I mean, it's it's it really is a cool sport fish. What's your favorite fish to fish down here in the lower forty eight? Well, in the lower forty eight, I mean, it's um, probably trout. Really, you know, yeah, heading out west. Uh, you know, living here in Sydney, you know, we're, we're, we're close enough to the mountains. We can be in the mountains in two and a half, three hours and mm-hmm. be in, you know, in some pretty cool trout water. So I wish it was a little closer, but, um, you know, definitely being up in the mountains and, and doing some fly fishing is, is what I would do in my spare time. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Well, cool. If you don't think I missed anything, if you, you I mean, I, I do want people, you know, to let people know if they want to book some fishing what, where do they got to go? What do they got to do? Yeah, just, you know, hop on the website, WorldwideTrophyAdventures.com, and uh, give our office a call, 1-800-346-8747. And, um, you know, we're happy to help you. you awesome, know, we look man. forward to the call. Heck yeah, Travis, thank you very much yep, for coming Aaron, on, man. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, everyone out there, for all the support and downloads. Don't forget, go leave a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. That always helps. Also, if you're looking to book the hunt of a lifetime, go visit WTA at WorldwideTrophyAdventures.com or give the team a call in the office at 1-800-755-8247.